This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. I'd like to give a special shout out to my top tier patrons, David from Portland, Tom from Pancake Analytics, Leo, The Snorlaxian, Connor from Rock Pokemon, Mike, Night Knight, Hogan, and Big No Face. Thank you so much for believing in me and backing the podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support these episodes, become a patron. I have two tiers at three and five dollars a month. Joining the first tier gives you exclusive access to Patreon posts and a vintage card from my collection signed by me. The $5 tier gives you access to everything you get in the $3 tier, along with also having access to our Discord community. It gives you the opportunity to talk to other collectors, discuss market performance and news, show off your mail days, and of course, ask questions. Now, whether or not you join, I just appreciate you listening. Hey guys, so this is Future Jess coming at you. One thing that I did want to preface with this episode is that obviously this is advice especially tailored to those who are newer or don't have that vet experience when it comes to collecting. So what I did want to say is that obviously there are exceptions to all of these rules, every single damn one. And I think as you grow and get more experience and learn from others and learn from your own mistakes, you start to learn where you can actually break those rules. And I think those are absolutely important things to know that kind of shows the mastery or your own mastery of uh, collecting and whatnot in your skill. So that's something that I did want to bring up is there are always ways to break the rules intelligently that will benefit you but this episode is focused on the 95% of the time where if you do these things you will find yourself spending much more money than you expect to and not having something as valuable as you thought it was based on your buy-in and then the ultimate ROI that you might be trying to achieve. So that is just a preface. There are obviously ways to break these rules intelligently, but anyways, thank you so much. Let's get into it. everyone and welcome to the geeked out collecting podcast where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like pokemon magic the gathering comic books fortnite cards you name it we talk about it all here and today what i wanted to do is go over three things that i've learned while collecting so the reason why i chose this topic for this week's podcast episode is because you know, people always say that you learn more from your mistakes than from your wins. And the same does go with collecting and investing, right? Essentially, you either win or you learn a lesson. But with where the price points are for Pokemon and where they're going, honestly, <laughs> learning lessons can cost you a lot of money. So what I really wanted to do today is I wanted to go over some things that I've learned just from my own personal experiences, but also things that I've learned too from the guests that I've had on the podcast, just so that I can help you avoid some of these mistakes so you're not experiencing any expensive lessons. So, you know, those expensive lessons, we want to avoid those at all costs. Um, but anyways, you know, the really, the, the best thing you can do for yourself is to learn from people that have been there, done that, just so that you can just make things a lot easier for you in the future. So, 
here are the three things that I've learned that I hope will help you collect the things that you love and mitigate your risk. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is avoid emotional buying or snap buying is really how I think of it. So these are just purchases of things that that you see that you really, really want and you think that it's an amazing deal and that you have to get it right then, right now because if not, someone else is going to get it. Someone else is going to see that deal and, and just snatch it right from under you. This has definitely been me a few times. And um, I'm sure other people have been there as well. And what I suggest is when you come across these kinds of listings, let's say you really do think that this is a good deal on a card, you know. A lot of the times you're better off holding off um, when you're feeling very anxious about it. When it's very, very emotional and, and the anxiety or that fear of not buying it really eats at you. 90% of the time, those end up being deals that you should walk away from because usually there are better deals out there. So if if you're only missing out on, you know, 10% of some truly missed opportunities, the 90% really ends up saving you a lot of more money in the long term just because no one's got money growing off trees. And so when we're trying to find things that will bring enjoyment to our collections and our our collecting tendencies while also being really great investment pieces for the future, we really want to watch where we put our money and we really want to try and make decisions as effectively as we can. We want to do the best that we can to maximize our ROIs. And of course, not every deal is going to maximize, is not going to you know, end up being like the maximum ROI that we can get for that particular thing because we do also want to balance buying things that we love and not necessarily just buying the things that will be the most valuable in the future. But, you know, like I said, when when you have these moments where you're really tempted to buy something and you are feeling really anxious that if you don't get it right now that you will miss out on an opportunity, 90% of the time those are deals you want to walk away from. So my suggestion here is if you ever feel that way, give yourself 24 hours. 24 hours just to sleep on it, just to maybe give yourself a little bit more time to potentially either find another deal out there or, you know, realize that that is the deal and that is a potential missed opportunity if you don't buy it. A lot of the times you will save yourself some headache when you realize that you bought this thing just a few days ago and you saw it listed somewhere sooner, you know, somewhere else on eBay and you didn't catch it and went for a lot cheaper it you know two hundred dollars three hundred dollars like that's (laughs) that's a lot of money to spend on something that you could have spent a lot less on so anyways that is definitely something that i have been victim of but again sleeping on it it never hurts so for the second lesson it kind of ties into the first one because really what happens and what i've seen a lot with people is there's a lot of hype And there's a lot of FOMO in the hobby. And if you fall for the hype, if you uh, fall for your feelings of FOMO, you will lose. (laughs) You will definitely lose money. If cards are being hyped up, probably by the time that you're seeing it on social media, the moment to invest in that card has already passed. Because at that point, too many eyeballs will be on it and the uh, price of that card will already be too high to where that buy-in price point just doesn't make sense for the long-term ROI. So what you want to do to help not fall for hype or not fall for the FOMO is just do research before buying. Make sure that you know 
approximately where that price point is, uh, typically for the card. Make sure to check pop reports. Are the numbers really high or are the numbers really low? Do you think the, the supply of that card will cause the pop reports to go up? These are all incredibly, incredibly important questions to ask yourself before you decide to buy a potentially hyped up card. So the number one rule of investing or collecting to invest is to buy what's most valuable. And investing in cards with tremendously high pop rates are gonna make you vulnerable. You will probably overpay for those cards. If you don't notice it now, you will probably notice it in the future when the population has grown 10x because you invested in a modern hype card and these cards were put into oblivion and everyone is sending them to PSA or CGC or BGS. So I definitely hope that you make sure to do your research that you, so that you can mitigate your own risk when you're debating whether or not to buy in on something. And one of the biggest things, I mean, this, this third point or this third lesson ties into the other two points which is honestly don't rush do not be in a rush to complete a master set of something um don't be in a rush to buy certain cards because ultimately at the end of the day getting the cards that you want will just take time it really really will so you have to be patient a lot of the times what happens is is sometimes i'll see slabs that are priced for way more than what i think it probably should be for that market rate considering the populations you know because i look at the pop reports you don't want to overspend on something that has a cap right because there are cards out there there are slabs out there that it has a ceiling and and finding that ceiling can be kind of tough but you don't want to overspend on something that also has a ceiling because maybe you've overspent and, and the ceiling it's 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 over the, the ceiling for that card or it's too close to the ceiling for the ROI to really make sense so what you want to do is you want to take your time and you want to be patient and you want to make sure that you're not rushing to buy things because when you rush to buy things is usually where you make your mistakes. It's usually where you miss out on better deals or where your money just gets tied up too much in things that you've overspent on. And then so when a good opportunity comes by, you don't have the liquidity to, to, to pounce on that opportunity. Those are always things that you want to keep an eye out for. And I know collectors that spend years seeing a card that they want and not buying the card because the prices are just too high for that card. They will wait years for it to get to a certain price point before they actually spend because they feel confident that they have an eye on what the max value or of that card will ultimately get. So those are just some things to consider. Those are all things that I've definitely been victim of. I've done those things before to myself, not doing enough research, not looking at the pop ports enough, getting very emotional what I'm buying. Really at the end of the day, we're all going to make mistakes. <laughs> we're all going to get into bad deals and that's it sucks. I don't want to say that getting into bad deals is okay because it's not. But, you know, as long as those deals don't make up like 70 or 80% of the things that you buy, I still think you're doing pretty well at the end of the day. So these are probably some of the big biggest lessons that I would say that I've learned as a collector, making mistakes and also, you know, learning from other collectors around me. But I'm really curious to think, or I'm really curious to know what you think what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned 
as a collector that you think can help other collectors, whether they're newbies or whether they're, you know, more vet collectors? What are what are some things that you think that everyone could learn? So you know where to find me. Let me know. I am truly curious because, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to enjoy the hobby. Um, we're here to collect some cool stuff and we're here to learn. So thank you so much for popping into today's episode and have a great one.